What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just uh, sitting here in the apartment because that's all I can do. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? My name is Ryan with ATX Metal Podcast. I've decided to call my buddy Shane. Um, he is not in a band and not in anything band related, but he is a fan. And the goal of these uh, Locked in the Closet sessions is to talk to everyone that is involved in the scene of music making and music enjoyment. So, uh, yeah, I figured it'd be fitting because Shane and I, uh, I think aside from seeing each other the other day when I stopped by, we haven't seen each other, what, a week or two? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Shane, just go ahead. So basically what I'm doing is I'm calling everybody, not everybody, obviously, but I'm calling a large swath of folks that are either in bands or do audio engineering or fans like yourself. And uh, I want to get your personal take on how this COVID-19 pandemic is affecting you personally. Uh, you can talk uh -huh. about your work. You don't have to say who you work for. Mostly people just say, you know, what they do. Uh, but some people say who they work for. They don't have any restrictions yeah. or anything. And then we'll just kind of talk about, you know, how this has affected you going uh, and enjoying music here locally. So, yeah. So how how have you... Well, first, uh, what I'm doing is um, I'm taking a poll of where you are at in the state and then what you are seeing in your local area, your news feed and so on and so forth. Round Rock, Texas is where I'm staying. So uh, as far as my news feed goes, I'm pretty much just, you know, listening to NPR. It's uh, kind of where I'm getting most of my... Yeah. NPR gets the fucking yeah. air horns. I love that station. I mean, I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't watch most mainstream news, not to, you know, toot that horn too much, but yeah, I feel like NPR is one of the, one of the few that doesn't put a real biased information out there. So I generally trust what they're saying. I mean, and, yeah. Uh, and that, that's, I mean, yeah. that is a nationally publicly funded, I mean, I know they get some money, uh, I mean, a, a large amount of money from the government, the grants and stuff like that. Yeah. But NPR is a station. Um, if you, if you don't know it locally here, it's nine zero point five. I listen to it at least twice a day on the way to work and on the way home and fuck, I'll even stream it at work. Like I'll help put my earbuds I in or whatnot. I do the same thing, man. Yeah. Because First thing in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they give you, they give you the most up-to-date information that they know of. And I, in the time that I've been listening to NPR, I have not, I'm pretty sure it's happened somewhere in the NPR spectrum, but I have not heard a illegitimate broadcast yet. Yeah. Even on their more like opinion pieces, they still tend to say like, if they're speculating on something, they'll, they'll say that they're not going to just, you know, Oh, you know, this is how I feel. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to flat out be like, you know, like Trump yeah. does. Be like, well, I have a feeling. Or Sean Hannity. Fuck type, that you know, guy. Crap. Fuck that <laughs> yeah. guy. Straight, For real, straight up. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm yeah. sorry. Like I, I, uh, and and I believe you and I, I you know, we're kind of cut from the same cloth as far as uh, political standpoints. You know, you know, left leaning. Yeah, but also where we come from too. You know. Yeah, you know, I'm from North Carolina. From you know, literally, we didn't have a town. We had a sign and a water tower, and we just recently got. Well, I haven't lived there in 20 plus years, but um, or 20 ish, almost 20. But I grew up in rural North Carolina, so very conservative. Yeah. Going to church, just the the, I you know, as I if I were to look at me now. Back then, I was raised in a conservative household that went to church that, you know, you know, racism yeah. Oh, yeah. ran rampant, you know, it was not ran rampant yeah. like I was walking around, you know, dropping in bombs all the time. But I definitely you had, didn't realize that people in your life that you're really close to happen to be like happen to have a racial bias. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate part of growing up when you, when you realize that. Yeah. And, you know, and right now with the coronavirus, um, you know, with our president calling it the Chinese virus, <laughs> he is just pulling on those heartstrings of his fucking base. And again, like if if you support yeah. if you support Trump and you're listening to this, I, like I'm not going to cast judgment or or whatever on you like that's that that's your vote. That is your right. And I 100% agree that you go and, 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 and line up with the party that you want to. But, go ahead and hit that caveat. But slash asterisk slash exclamation point. <laughs> there are some things that the GOP is doing that is just fucked right now. And, and the president, ugh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a video going around, I think, by like Occupy Democrats or now this politics, I can't remember. But it is a video timeline of him downplaying and then switching his tone just like Fox news. And yeah, I'm God, I really hate to, 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 to put people in corners or to put people on sides, but Holy shit, man, this is, this is like, like when it first happened, like I was just talking to CJ a couple days ago uh, when mm-hmm. he went out with him, actually, I talked to him and Hunter of Chernobyl the Secret, and okay. they were on tour while this thing was just starting to really hop pop off in America. Yeah. They went on tour early March. We're in early April now. So, right. Oh, one thing that I that I'm trying to do while I talk with people is uh, check the app for the most latest and greatest coronavirus updates. And before midnight close, well, it's already past midnight. Hope they still have today's numbers. Oh, damn. Okay, so I'll have to listen back to the last episode I just recorded. But as of right now, in the U.S., we just crossed 312 confirmed cases. Now, we all know that there's more people out there. These numbers are going to go up. But yesterday, we recorded an official count by, uh, let's see, I believe it's Johns Hopkins uh, CSNE, um, 34,120. 23 cases and yesterday one as of april 4th this is now being recorded technically on april 5th but as of april 4th 1090 people passed away yesterday from the coronavirus damn damn that and you know and i know the arguments out there like oh it's just the flu like the president and a lot of a lot of right-leaning folks 
you know, spouted. And you know what? Yeah. And I'm trying to look at this from from a clear point of view. Like let let's let's seriously look at this. I mean, from from what from because like if you were to look at my uh, little grouping of applications on my phone that has news, I have NPR mm-hmm. app, I have the MSNBC app, I have the Fox News app, and then I have the Smart News yeah. app. And the Smart News is like a blend of all three of those. Like left, left center, center, and right, and I mean, you got to admit. I mean, Shane, you're 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 a pretty intelligent guy, as far as I can tell. Oh, thanks, um, thanks. <laughs> for let, let, let's make a comparison that's out there. More people die from opiates than the coronavirus. True or false? Uh, you know, I I would have to look up the number to to answer that question because uh, I wouldn't want to good answer speak out of my ass, but. Uh, I don't think, well, let's put it into another perspective. You said a thousand people died yesterday in America alone. J- just uh, just from the coronavirus. It, yeah, in one day. That's a little over a third of a September 11th, and it's happening every day. So, like, it's still a big, it's still a big deal. H1N1, quote-unquote, only killed, you know, 12,000 people in the United States. But that's, you know, that's still 12,000 people, you know. <laughs> right otherwise would not have died. That's, and then that's kind of the point. Uh, this is, is, is not something to be taken lightly. Now, I mean, you know, obviously there's only so much you can do and there's no point in absolutely freaking out because you can't problem solve without a calm mind. But, you know, yeah, like this is, this is a virus that mutated. And the big concern is what if it continues to mutate? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting because, you know, I understand that that the administration wants to kind of, you know, calm calm the waters and and make everything just smooth, which I, you know, if I was goddamn if I was running the country, whew, there's a whole lot of what ifs. You know, there's yeah. a whole lot of what ifs. But I mean, the multiverse is filled with those right now. Yeah, I mean, we're living in one <laughs> no. right now. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the reality. Kind of a weird one. Yeah, this yeah. is the reality that we're living. So just make the fucking best of it. You know, like me right now, locked in the closet, talking to my buddy who's in his apartment, what, 10, 15 miles down the road? Yeah, about that, yeah. And so Just uh, north of 45 and 35. Yeah, so, um, it, it, you know, it just goes to show that we have to make sacrifices, you know, 10... Like I just talked with uh, Robert Hahn from Overt Enemy down in the down in McAllen, Texas. He he's pretty much unaffected because the line of work that he does is already remote, and he's actually seen an mm-hmm. up, uptick because he does he deals with uh, telecommunications. So all the schools, oh, right, yeah. and government contracts yep. are coming out, and so on and so forth. So yeah, you know, I'm just you know I'm trying I'm trying to you know literally do a welfare check on. The music industry right now to include fans yeah. such as yourself yeah. and yeah it's absolutely wild. i mean it's definitely affected me i mean so you know that recently my brother started working with me right um uh, yeah you told me that i got yeah well unfortunately he was let go well furloughed thursday oof yeah which is kind of rough and you know a couple of weeks before that we had been on the steady you know regiment steady routine of going to the gym directly after work four days a week sometimes on saturdays and uh, kid was getting in shape, man. I was, I was getting him, getting him. He was, he was keeping up with me the whole time. You know, had no quit in him. So it was just a 
you know, super proud big brother moment. I'm getting him to like finally <laughs> train with me. And then this, this shit happens and it puts, you know, puts all of that to a halt. So, uh, was, uh, for, for, for those that don't know, what do you, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an automotive technician. So, uh, I, uh, I work for a body shop and but I'm a mechanical technician. So no, I can't make your car look pretty, but I can make it run very well. So. <laughs> hey, hey, to get from A and B, it ain't got to look good. It's just got to get there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell where my truck is a million miles away because it's, god awful ugly but hey it runs and drives and i don't have a car payment so yeah you're like yeah. you're like it starts it drives does it have ac uh not right now i actually Oof. do need to fix that before it gets hot again <laughs> roughing it rough yeah you know, the, one th- yep. the one thing about being a mechanic is it's really odd and 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 we both uh you've had project cars i still currently have oh, yeah. mine um w- one thing that this old head told me a long time ago was do you know why mechanics don't really pay too mi- too much attention to their cars when there's like a leak or a check engine light? And I was like, what? Tell me, Bobby. He, <laughs> he said, because we know how safe it is. And yeah, <laughs> that has, that's kind of resonated with me because yeah. right now my project car, um, I just got the brand new starter in. I'll probably have it yep. in tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Oh, cool, uh, but cool, it has cool. a, it has a fuel leak now. Oh yeah, yeah. I know for a fact that I could probably drive it a mile and I would be fine. But that one instance where a rock skips and hits a hits the subframe and creates a creates spark. A spark. Yep. Fucking game over. Yeah. And there goes For those of you that don't know, just anyone listening, uh gasoline does not burn as a liquid. It burns as a fume. So it's very much atomized through the fuel injection system. So if you have a vapor leak, like what he's talking about, and you do get that spark, that's when you get those movie style explosions. You don't get it from like a full tank of gas like that. Normally. We're talking Michael Bay status. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the fumes that do that. So, yeah, that's why if you ever look or pay attention to the gas pumps, it says has a little warning about static electricity. Like that shit's real. Mm-hmm. That's, oh yeah. That's science. That's that's not yep. I heard from my brother. That's legit science. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen the things that will drive, but if we tell you not to drive with a fuel leak, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you got a if you got a if you got a control arm that's bent and it's pulling to the right, you know what? You can still make it down the road. You're going to eat your fucking tires yeah. up, but you'll make it yeah. down the road. You got a fuel you'll leak? You'll make it. Fuck that. No. Park that shit. Park it. Yeah. But not uh, worth it. but yeah, speaking of atomization recently i think uh, the administration just released a voluntary mask basically when you go out in public if you'd like you should wear a mask what are your thoughts on that shane man i i guess the cdc re- is recommending it so it's probably a good idea i'm i you know i still have to work in this process uh luckily my Same. company is is taking care of me uh and all the texts, I do have to give them credit where it's due. Uh, they sent a video out. The CEO uh, cut his pay completely until the coronavirus pandemic is over. Whoa. Uh, they cut are you, are you ex- serious? Dead, dead serious. Cut executive salaries by 50%. Absolutely. Give them props. Um, One more so, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they did have to let a bunch of people go. My brother was one of them. He was in the parts department. It was very unfortunate. On the, uh, the other side of things, they did invest a lot of money into uh, making sure that the techs are being taken care of. 
Uh, if you've been with a company less than two years, you're going to get 60% of your average uh, and 70% if you've been uh, with the company for more than two years. So for those people that don't know automotive technicians across the field, whether it's body tech, painter, uh, or mechanic, we are all paid on a commission scale. So the more work that we produce, the more money that we make. So fucking reach. Yeah. As it slows down, uh, you're the automotive techs are not going to make as much money. So my company is said, okay, well, this is what you've been averaging for the past six months. We're going to pay you 60% of that. Uh, for someone like me, I live well below my means. I can totally budget on that. And I was actually prepared to just like eat my savings up to make the next month or so, whatever it was going to take. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, but to the mask question, um, I probably won't wear one. I'm less worried about myself getting sick or getting it. I have a very strong immune system. I'm only 30 years old. Uh, I am more, I'm more worried about passing it. And I would definitely not like to do that, but yeah, I'm very conscious about wearing gloves. I mean, I wear gloves at work anyways. And, uh, you know, it's going to sneeze into my elbow, not on someone's face. Yeah, because because uh, if you don't know, you can be asymptomatic, meaning you have it, but you are not right. showing any signs of it, and you could preemptively pass it and not even know it. Now, I know yeah. this is kind of a weird analogy, but there's a virus called HPV, human papilloma virus, and yeah. males, I believe the last time I looked at it, I'm just going to throw a dart at a statistic map and say 80%, because that's what all the pundits do, and and... Males are carriers, but do not show signs. But it is it is a very bad thing for females because they can. Uh, right. I believe it's a ovarian cancer they can get. Yep, increases the risk of ovarian cancer. Yeah, and men can carry it and not know they have it, which is why it's go. important to get screened. So, so same same yeah. theory applies that you can yep. have the coronavirus and not even yep. know it. Because your immune system is either strong or just whatever whatever virus strain is in your body because it mutates faster than I change socks, apparently. Right. And you can and you can pass it on. Now I will say this, uh, there is this thing called cross contamination. Let's just say so Shane, you said you wear gloves at work. I'm a mechanic myself, I wear gloves at work. That is just a routine thing for us to do because who the fuck likes to get oily hands and you know what I'm saying? Under your fingernails and everything. Ugh, and it's hard to clean uh, that. The women hate so. that. Yeah, and so we're both very like clean dudes. You know, we have we have probably very a clean. stronger uh, grooming routine than the average male, I would say. Because we're fucking uh, pretty. Yeah. Uh, cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, by thanks, the way, thanks, mom and dad, for the good genes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the way that I measure how long we've been recording is how empty my glass is, and I'm halfway there. So, uh, just give you a little plot. Okay. I already, I already drank my beer, so I'll have to get another one Cheers here in a minute. Cheers for your beers, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. however the song goes. Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to country. I'm a metalhead, man. Ah, <laughs> there's the full circle. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. so uh, as as a fan, um, oh man, yeah, yeah, as a fan, what what do you find yourself being drawn to in in uh, now no, noting that you still go to work? Um, now what's your work schedule? Uh, so my work schedule is pretty much like a seven 30 to five ish, you know, how tech hours really are. So you're still but, on uh, a pretty, on a pretty standard schedule. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get weekends off luckily. 
Because so. right now I have been reduced to six days out of a. I basically have been cut in half. So. Oh yeah. My normal. That's right. Okay. Yeah, my normal work schedule. So I so I work for a dealership, whereas Shane here works for a body shop. So he has right. work coming in from all over the place, whereas I have to rely on the people that have bought purchased vehicles either a from my dealership or b from my manufacturer. So, you know, my, my workload is, is limited to a point where Shane has open doors and my work schedule has been reduced to whereas I used to work. So in a 12 day pay period, because we have Sundays off, we work Monday through Saturday, you work five days per week in each pay period, but you have a day off on top of your Saturday. So I typically have every other Tuesday, but I work every other Saturday. But now my schedule has been cut in half. And for example, I work Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, work Friday, Saturday, off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, work Wednesday, Thursday, off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's my schedule as it sits right now. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically like four days one week and two days two, the yeah, other week. Yeah. Four and two. Four and two. Yeah. Yeah. And I just looked at my hours. So typically, so I'm a master mechanic. Uh, I typically get all of the hard, all the hard problems. I don't get the, uh, right. uh, I don't get the easy oil changes and alignments and stuff like that. So I really yeah. depend on my knowledge of the platform to be able to successfully earn, you know, so I'm at work 50 plus hours a week because I'll come in on days off. I'll come in on Sundays. Um, But then again, that's just more towards work ethic. I don't think that's just out of necessity. I go in, I could be there for 10 hours. If no one comes through the doors and there's no other work to be done, I get zero pay. Like zero pay. That is a big fat goose egg. But... If people come in and spend a little bit of money, then that's how I make money. So like Shane said, it 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 is a commission-based system. You bring your car in for what you think it needs, and then I will go through the multi-point system and say, look, your tires are at three thirty seconds, your brakes are at twos, two millimeters, uh, your air filters are dirty, and then it's up to the service advisor to convey that information that I have told to them to the customer. And if they convey it in the right way and the customer has the money in their bank account to, you know, basically pay for it and get it done, that's when I make money. And Shane knows all about that because he used to, oh, yeah. he used to work out at your, uh, your dad's shop in Bastrop, correct? Yep. Yeah. I worked for my father's shop in, uh, in Bastrop on and off for about four or five years. Uh, you know, worked with you for a year at Kia. So that's when, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, have some knowledge of that brand. Worked at Toyota dealership, GM dealership, Dodge dealership, um, and you know, be between my dad's shop that's independent and uh, oh yeah, I worked at an Alfa Romeo dealership all over the place, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I worked on everything from a Benz to a you know Miata, so <laughs> it's just anything and everything under the sun. But yeah, you, in order to be a tech, you really need to be a hustler. Like uh, Ryan and I kind of joked about, like I told him I wanted to. To write a book and while he was talking about this about the 10 things you should know about be- before you become an automotive tech and give it to young oh my men God. and women who are interested in the field we should do a we should just do a podcast series uh, and pick a subject, that thought you know? just ran right the fuck through my head and i'm typing it into my phone 
right now? Yeah, because I mean, I think we could explain it pretty well. We're kind of veterans in the field, so to speak. You know, I've been turning wrenches officially since I was 18 and unofficially since I was 14. And, uh, you know, Ryan, with his marine background, started with big old tanks and now he's working on little <laughs> old kids, So. Yeah, you know, yeah. my my uh my mechanical history is is really interesting because when I was younger, I was actually talking with a guy at work today. Um he was working on an Acura 3.2 CL, I believe it was, like a 06 mm-hmm. or something like that. Really okay. really dependable car. Um he was doing like oil pan and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing, man?" He's like, "Oh, you know, oil pan this that and the other." And uh it kind of reminded me of of my my papa. Uh, he, owned, when I was, uh, in my teens, he owned and ran his own used car dealership on the corner of, uh, oh fuck, what street was it? Anyway, it was dead center. I'm talking dead center of the town, right on the corner, like prime, yeah. prime fucking real estate. Yep. And he used to sell Hondas. And we would go to the auto auctions because I was young and I was just needed some shit to do. And I was like, yo, Papa, mm-hmm. can I go to the auto auction with you? He was like, oh, yeah, boy, come on. And so we'd go. And that, <laughs> that's actually where I got my uh, my very own car. My very first car was a 1995 Honda Accord uh, EX Coupe. And it had 18-inch rims on it back when Jay-Z was rapping, out, be, rapping about BLADs. Like, yo, I'm riding on blades. <laughs> You know, now, now my, now my Kia K900 comes factory with 19s and it's a, you know, like 19s, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) yo, but my grandpa would, would bring the Hondas in and he would do the hundred K maintenance, like valve adjustments, timing belts, all the, all the drive belts, you know, he would really put his, his time and effort into making a solid product. And you know, I didn't really think about it. And, you know, maybe a couple years ago, I should have paid more attention to what he was doing back then. But then again, I, I was not even into automotive. I didn't even know how a fucking four cylinder engine worked until I was 19. But yet I knew how to work on tanks, which is a fucking jet turbine engine. I mean, come on. <laughs> pretty cool though yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it's cool to laugh at it now yeah. uh i remember we were getting ready to deploy overseas and this kid named raider was sitting next to me and fast and the furious was just hot and it was out and i had my oh, fucking yeah, honda yeah. sitting on these blades and i got the fucking clear corner lenses and like all you know the fucking light stick that you know went crazy with the beat of the music and it was just oh uh, yeah the fucking the fucking LED washer nozzles. Right, man. Ugh, I wanted to punch my fucking twenty year old self right in the face. Um, but but it, it it's just it's just interesting the the path that we take over the time uh, of yeah. our life. I mean, uh, Shane, you said you're thirty. I'm thirty six. I mean, given that we live to our life expectancy, we're a third of the way through our life, and we've only been right. really really we've only been really like having fun with it for like 10 of those years so yeah 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 it's it's insane and so with this COVID 19 thing it's like where do we go from here what's the you know what's the next move because i'm being affected financially but yet i'm in oh, like, yeah. i'm in that halfway situation i would look at you as at the the better than most people and then you have like people like my wife 
my wife, she's in the service industry and she got let yeah. go. So yeah, yeah, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, so so let's just say you as a fan, as a fan of the metal community, I know that um, you know, you were up out in Bastrop, then you're up in Waco, and now you're down here in uh, Austin, Round Rock area again, and you're going to shows again. What, what, what? As a fan, yeah, because I haven't had a chance to ask this. As a fan of local music and metal, mm-hmm. what are you looking for, or what do you find yourself gravitating towards in these times of the quarantine sessions that we're having from the uh, the metal community or the rock community? So for music, uh, you know, I've been just uh, doing something I haven't really done in a long time, which is just sit and watch music videos. Like, uh, I listen to music all the time. You know, all, all day at work, I have Spotify playing. And, Plug the headphones you know, in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, anything from uh, from a, Upon a Burning Body to After the Burial to, you know, Immure to a little Chernobyl the Secret, you know, whatever. You know, Chernobyl the you know, Secret! Throw that out there, yeah. But you know, just gotta get gotta get my my fair mix in through the day. But yeah, when I come home, it's I don't, I don't know. If, I don't really want to watch TV because I feel like that's wasting time. So it, I've been watching music videos, and I actually really got on this weird tangent the other day. You know the song Pisces from Ginger, of course, right? Fucking love that band. Yeah, I fucking love that song. So I was watching some vocal coaches react to, and I found several of them that were just absolutely hilarious because, you know, she starts off all soft, you know, the forward, you know, and all like sweet, and then goes right into that badass chorus. And uh, yeah, just to see those vocal coaches like react was a, that was something fun for me to watch for like an hour <laughs> the other day. <laughs> so actually, it's funny that you mentioned that um, Ginger did, uh, I believe, was it Pisces? Yeah, Pisces live session. So mm-hmm. what we have going on right now, not not we as the podcast, but what is something that is happening right now is up at the Noise Factory in Georgetown with Eric Meyer, who uh, owns and operates that. Um, I actually just got off the phone earlier tonight with Saul. Today is uh, actually today is technically is April fifth if it's past the time. Yeah, um, but I started recording April in the evening of April fourth. And I was talking with Saul of Headquarters Film Production Company. He's up there working with the Noise Factory along with uh, a good friend of ours, Taylor Anderson of uh, Titan Audio, uh, also in the band Paula, which, by the way, if you guys don't know Paula, look up P-A-L-A-A-T-X on Facebook and enjoy. And you can also find them on our Spotify Texas Metal playlist, somewhere in the 500 plus songs that we have of all Texas Metal. But they are doing live quarantine sessions. So taking advantage of what's going on, but they're actually taking local talent, stuffing them in a actual recording studio and producing live play, not playthroughs, but live sessions. They're playing basically. Yeah. Basically it's as if they're playing a show just in a studio. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you find your, do you find yourself trying to kind of, navigate the the interwebs to find something new like clockwork orange had an amazing successful uh twitch stream of a show so the whole live streaming thing is 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 popping off like no one's business right now you know i'm gonna have to check more of that out um uh, yeah because the uh, i mean that sounds amazing i would you know and i would definitely tune into something like that as opposed to you know throwing hulu or netflix on or whatever Okay, Much so more. so so from a fan standpoint, the way that you see it is that 
in times like this, you would find yourself kind of looking for what are local bands and artists doing now instead yeah. of, you know, just everyday times. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to yeah, I'd love to see, okay, it's Saturday night. I can't go anywhere. I mean, you know, are there any oh man, that'd be really cool if there's some local bands doing the doing some live recording. Yeah, because I was really, really psyched early March because mm-hmm. we had I had seven weeks worth of live interviews, so in person interviews set up with people like Andy from Exposed Underground out of San Antonio. Uh, we had Doubting Thieves, we had Death of, Death of a Dream, we had Sore, like we had a whole host of people that we were going to chat with. And we also yeah. had three to four different live streams that we were going to do from Dirty Dog and Come and Take It. And all that got right. scrapped. And then South By gets canceled. And we were like, wow, here, here comes the pain because yeah. you scrapped something like South By and, I mean... That's hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was in the millions. South oh, that yeah. South by brings in to to uh, Austin, Texas, because I mean we're it, talking international. We're talking Twitter was coming. Google Google's got got a fucking office downtown, so you know they were kicking yeah. it. Um, oh, yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, everybody was here. Every fucking I mean, body. Yeah, but then again, you know, as much as it sucks, I was probably one of the best calls that Austin could have made because that, uh, uh, I mean, you got people coming from all over the world for South by, you know, and it what doubles or triples the population or something like that when during South by definitely, definitely a massive uptick in, in people. Yeah. you can't get anywhere. I mean, anyone who's listening to this podcast who's not local to Austin, like you don't understand you during South by, you just don't go anywhere without spending two hours on the road. Because Austin, Austin is, is really, is really interesting because yeah. like if you go to Houston or DFW, it's a Metroplex. It's huge. It's massive. Right. Yep. You can, you can just, yeah, there's, go ahead. There's roads that circulate the city. There's inner loop. There's outer loop. Uh, Houston has them. Dallas, Fort Worth has them. Even San Antonio has them. Uh, yeah, they got know. the 1604. Right. Yeah. So there's there's ways. There's more than just one in and out, and you know, and whatever little intersecting highways and whatnot. <laughs> Austin, 35. Case closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. And they've even approved. They've even approved uh, uh, taxpayer funded bond projects to make it even better. And I don't even know the only thing they're going to do. They, they just they have to go up. They have to go. They have yeah. to go levels. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the solution would be to our traffic problems, but well, the I one know Austin just seems to be like five to ten years behind all the other major cities, even with stuff that they're building. Which is crazy because I mean, Austin is is a, it's, uh, I guess in terms of population, it's not like extremely massive, but for what mm-hmm. we do, what we do here in the city, and 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 I'm recording from my home studio, locked in the closet. Uh, here in Leander, Texas, which I would consider a an extended suburb of Austin, yeah, yeah. And, and I can know, and I can tell you, in the five years that I've lived in this in this city, town, community, whatever, it has it has tripled. I can say that, and and not, and I only have to look at fucking statistics, and I can tell you that it's tripled in five years because in the time that I've lived here, when my house was nothing more than just two by four frames. Across the street, we have had a brand new community open up with an elementary school, 
at the entrance of my subdivision has uh, sprouted a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a little complex, multiple multiple stores. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Shane? Oh, like a little outlet mall outlet. type uh, Yeah, not, quite, yeah. Not, not so much outlet, but definitely there are at least like, like five or six businesses yeah. there with a bank. And storefront. A, yeah, yeah, storefront. There you go. Uh, we also have a brand new gas station that has a eatery, and then on the end of it is like a salon and a fucking liquor store up the street. When was that light installed, man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. We just got a stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I remember the last couple times I went up there, I was like, man, they put this light in. That's that's a nice. That's nice because I was always, you know, getting a little sketchy trying to go across uh, Bro, crossing, 183. Crossing there, 183 but, ever since they started. So that kind of goes to it. Like across the street, we have one subdivision. Less than a mile up the road is two more subdivisions. If you hit Highway 29, turn right, you've got like five more subdivisions. It's nuts how fast this place is growing. I know that the last time I checked, I think 103 people per day were moving to Texas. Like that, like I know Texas is massive. Like, oh yeah, massive. The land mass of this place. Like I know when I started working, when I got out of the Marine Corps, and I started working in uh, just outside Corpus Christi in a town called Alice, Texas, in the oil exploration field, which was a complete just, I don't want to say shock to the system, but I was 23, making like $2,600 a paycheck, and huh. I was considered a part of management, and I was a mechanic that had to do OJT, and OJT is on-the-job training. So they hired me because I was from the Marine Corps, I worked on tanks, and some of the stuff that they had in their systems like crossed crossed over. So I was like, oh well, right. you know. So he's an easy fit. He's young. He can get out there and hoof it. Da 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 da. I had to drive one day from Alice, Texas, to Odessa, and now all I Oof. needed to, all I needed to do was go pick up a what was called a hydrostatic transmission. I honestly, at this point in time, because I'm about four crowns in. Couldn't give you the specifics on what a hydrostatic hydrostatic transmission actually does, but I mm-hmm. I know that was what it was. But right. I did not know how fucking far Odessa was from Alice. That's a goddamn eight hour track. I, oh, I, damn. And so they gave me like four hundred dollars cash. They gave me a work truck, which is like a fucking Ford F two fifty crew cab or some shit. And they were like, "Yeah, go drop this one off, pick this one up, and come on back." Because I had a little altercation with uh, one of the engineers. Uh, that's for another story, another time. But <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> colorful. So the amount of influx of people coming here is just insane. But you know, on top of that, now with this whole COVID nineteen, with how densely populated it is, I'm actually surprised that Austin isn't as bad as it is currently. What do you think? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think Texas in general is kind of lucky because the, our, you know, we share a major border with Mexico, which has also been fairly lucky. You know, the, it's the Bay cities that are having the worst of it. And, you know, obviously New York is even is having the worst of, of all of it. And uh, I, was, I actually was looking at, with uh, Brent, my coworker, the other day, the statistics on age groups in New York City. And Brent. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's less of that these days. He doesn't. He is not about the drinking life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you, hey, for everybody listening, uh, Brent is a really, really, really. Actually, uh, I knew him before you did. Brent, yeah, 
uh, back in the day, and actually, you know, I'm gonna text him and see if that bitch is up. He's probably not, but he might be, man. He only Brent, sleeps like three hours a day. Yeah, Brent is the best <laughs> worst merch guy. Yeah. Best worst merch guy. Uh, if I ever get him on the phone, which, which, I mean, we're homies. We've, we've known each other for years. We share the North Carolina hometown stuff. If you get him hammered enough, he'll tell you that he was raised in the streets of Boston or some wild shit, Baltimore or something like that. Um, but, uh, but he enjoys the doom metal. Um, and I know Shane, you've probably been exposed to that more than I have as of late. Uh, I mean, he he enjoys talking shit about anything that is like core at all. <laughs> Yo, fuck him. I love him, but I mean, I he's, mean, yeah, I love him too. It's, I would consider. Well, would you consider him an elitist of sorts? Uh, no, I would consider him just like old school and kind of stuck in his ways, like snob, you know, boomer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's well, he's Gen X, man. He's like he's just he's just a little bit older than us and. You know, that little bit. He's like, oh, I was hanging, I was 12 or 14, bro, hanging out with the 20 year olds at the time. So I'm just too old school to like this, you know, <laughs> <singing> shit. <laughs> he's, he's, he definitely sounds like my wife when they were talking about <laughs> hanging. Oh, when I was 15, I was hanging out with 20 year olds. I'm like, well, wait a minute. When I was 20, I was hanging out with 15 year olds. That That's a little fucking weird. Like, <laughs> that's not right. Who hangs out with 15 year olds when you're 20? Yeah. So it, it, it you know, whenever, whenever he talk, you know, he'll send me some like doom funeral music and I'm, yeah. I just listen to it and I'm like, uh, actually, you know, I got my phone right in front of well, me. Let me see what the well, last Well, he said cattle decapitation the other day. Uh, you know, I can jam to them. Oh yeah. That's, but. yeah, that's what it was. It was cattle. And, uh, let's see, let's see. Brant, 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 Brant. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, he says, uh, cat, cat, uh, cattle decapitation's new music video was filmed on cell phones during self-isolation. So that just goes to show you that if a band as big as Cattle Decapitation can shoot music videos on iPhones or Androids right. or what have you and release it, there's no limit to what you can do as a musician. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get creative. You got plenty of time plenty of time indoors now, so if you have the equipment to play with, man, do something. I mean, somebody that I talked, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had mentioned or had had mentioned in passing, like, now is the time to live as though you are a touring musician and that's what you do as a job. Like, if you, like, for example, like, if you're in the service industry as a musician and then you get laid off because of COVID-19, now you're stuck at home because of stay-at-home orders, what do you have to do? If you're a guitarist, you pick up your guitar, you plug that shit into your fucking amp, and then run that through your focus right or whatever interface you got, mm-hmm. Axe Effects or Helios or whatever, Helix, and run that shit through your DAW into your Mac or your laptop or whatever, and lay down a goddamn track. Like I, yeah. I yeah. know, I know that sounds kind of, uh, pretend, I don't know, pretentious, but because I don't play any musical instruments, so I don't know exactly you know, all the ins and outs, but I do know what yeah. it takes to record a podcast and get it edited and get it uploaded. Now, mind you, that's all basic ass shit. And people that are listening to this right now, that are musicians are like, Ryan, you're fucking insane. It takes a lot more to do. Cause I've seen Chris record music and to get 20 seconds worth of usable, publishable material. It took two hours to get 20 seconds. Yeah, And that's insane. Oh, it's like writing a book. 
Yeah. Oh, you. Were, oh, yeah. That's right. Didn't you have like uh, some book ideas you were kind of jotting down? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, I mean, I have a fiction story that I'm. It's just a little passion project that I'm writing on the side. The one thing I wanted, I've wanted to write or just do in some kind of media format. Uh, it's just that you know, ten things you should know before becoming a technician, and uh, you know, and mainly direct that at the at young people who are into cars and want to maybe want to turn wrenches because you and I both know some that as maybe have the passion, but don't have the drive, if that makes sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, you know I, I think I said it earlier, you've got to be a hustler, like to, to really make it as a technician. If you are willing to, to work 50 to 60 hours a week and, and grind hard, you can make a really good living at it. But if you're not, like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. I can say that I remember, uh, fortunately, Facebook has this cool thing called memories. And every day it hits you up because it wants you to take a look back at your memories. And years ago, um, I remember posting something uh, to the socials to the effect of, I now understand what a waiter is. And for those that don't understand that, Mm -hmm. in the automotive industry, let's just say uh, Joe decides to get his oil changed. Well, he pulls into the local dealership or service facility and says, I like my oil changed. Based off of current demand or inputs or or not inputs, uh, appointments or whatever, they'll tell Joe, hey, man, uh, since you walked in, it'll be an hour to an hour and a half. And then you wait. He That Joe is literally waiting in the waiting room. When it comes out to the to the service bay, it is, for us, it's stamped waiter. So yep, Normally in red. Yep, definitely. Yep, ours is in red, drops in green. So yep. um, you... You had you're you're on a time schedule, and you know for people like myself and Shane, like if it's just an oil change rotate, that's a twenty minute job. Like seriously, yeah. like full disclosure, an oil change rotate, and if you don't want any of your recommendations, you're just there to get your basics. And if the service advisor is smart, they will put on the repair order, you know, perform multi point customer declined all services. So that way you're like, okay, cool, oil change rotate, fill out the multi point and fucking ship it to wash because you don't want, because mm-hmm. for, for, for people like myself and Shane, well, back when Shane was, uh, working on the flag hour system, uh, which I think you still are. Yeah. Yeah. I still am. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for, yeah. So for me at a dealership, my, for, for me and Shane, it is about volume. The mm-hmm. more that we can get out, the more that we can make. And in times like this, when people are, literally secluded in their homes they're not they don't give a shit about the oil change or the rotate they're worried about paying their fucking light bill and their mortgage so yeah for example yeah. like today i had a customer come in and they wanted it was a uh 2017 with like 50 56,000 miles on it or something so to me that's that's the trigger for okay i need to let this customer know there are some recommended services coming up at 60,000 miles they can hit them now or they can hit them later. I'm still going to let them know. I know times are tough. I'm I'm in the same fucking boat. Yeah. But I'm still going to let that customer know, hey, your tires are at 430 seconds. I'm just giving you a heads up that that's a, it's, right. you're, you're coming close. But your brakes are at one mil. You ain't going to make it long. Now, given the current climate, you could probably postpone that brake job for, you know, a month or so, two months, something like that. But... If you're out there driving every day, kind of driving, the one mil breaks. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they won't. That's, they're you, done. You're going to end up. You're going to end up eating that rotor, and you're going to have a bigger yeah. bill on top of your hands than you wanted to. But you know, the, the customer said that uh, there was something wrong with their backup sensor. So when I looked at it, I was like, oh, well, it just needs to be, you know, a little epoxy here and there, but technically to fix it, you need an entire bumper because the, the, the mounting points are attached to the bumper and that's it. It's just, to me, it's a poor design, but I didn't fucking make the bumper. I just fixed the bumper. Yeah. We don't design the cars. We just fix. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you got bolts left over, you did it better than the engineers designed, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I told the customer, I said, hey, look, I can throw some epoxy on this and I can just see if it works. I'm pretty sure your sensor still is capable of doing the, 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 the job that it's designed to do. And the next thing you know, I turned it into a five-hour ticket. So I was, I was at work for six hours and I did a five-hour ticket in three. Like they bought the brake job, they bought the oil change, the rotate, the filters, the brake flush, and something else. Because the money that they got from the insurance company, I was able to save because I was able to repair the bumper with some just fucking epoxy that they didn't even have to pay for. And they took that insurance money and flipped it over to services, which directly impacted my financial situation at this current point in time. So where this, I think this is where experience but also understanding the current climate because you know there's some guys out there that will just and 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 Shane I I know you know it and it really hurts me to say this but there's there are, there are mechanics there's service advisors and there's companies out there that will take you for your fucking money period oh they will pencil with it it's just you know oh you've got 50,000 miles that means you need x y and z service you need uh, front and rear brakes you need you know and you might need some of those things, but uh, a technician such as Ryan or, I, or my myself are not going to, we're not going to do anything that doesn't need to be done. I mean, our, our name is our work, you know, our integrity is tied into the quality of work that we produce. Very so, much so. Yeah. You know, you know, we're, we're in it for the long haul, not for the short term game, which is unfortunately what, what happens with these, these guys that pencil whip, you know, it's, you might make a lot of money for a short time, but you're, probably not even going to stay in one place for very long. Yeah, because everybody has been on that side of the wallet. Like, I know whenever my wife had her, uh, my wife, whenever she had, whenever she had, (laughs) whenever she had a Volkswagen Passat 1.8T, okay, A, I hate European cars, but that's just because I don't know them. It's different. It's a little more in depth and I'm not I'm just I'm not cool I've been working on them a bunch lately and I can I still hate them I, I've yeah. worked on them before and I mean they're lovely when they run right I mean when oh, they're like oh, first yeah. new they're, oh man they're they're beautiful cars they handle well they're well designed for five years beamers, but after that they just yeah get torn apart beamers mercs till 4,000 or not 4,000 four years 40,000 miles fucking keeper after that yeah. hang that bitch up Yep. But so yeah. So I mean, it, it just goes to show that even though we are not in the 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 metal scene, well, I mean, I I guess I definitely am because you know I got my finger on the pulse with all the locals and whatnot. Shane, as a fan, and myself as a fan, given the current climate, even though we are not, uh, you know, as involved in the music community as bands and businesses we still are being affected because if 
we don't have customers, then we don't have money. If we don't have money, then we can't go to the shows. And if we can't go to the shows, we can't buy drinks at the bars and support our bartenders and we can't pay monies to the front door to buy tickets and we can't buy now you can still buy Ubers to get back and forth. So we, yeah. So I definitely can't afford to drink. (laughs) Speaking of my drink is almost empty. So I think we've run our course here, my man, but yeah, I mean, it just, it just really goes to show that this, this pandemic, I mean, literally a global pandemic, how it is just disrupting our life. But I will say uh, like I've said on multiple other episodes here in Locked in the Closet, I'm I'm fucking hopeful. I'm an optimist. I'm a I'm a glass half full kind of guy because I don't feel that yeah. there's time for pessimism. I don't feel that there's time to be fucking sad or down or just just look. Got to be in problem solving mode. Yeah, know? dude, you've got to you got to look at what's happening in your life. You've got to go. Okay, here's Plan A. Here's Plan B. And yeah. here's Plan C. If A doesn't yeah. work, B's up. If B doesn't work, if if C's up, C's up. Okay, right. cool. C works. So, yeah. in times like this, and I know there's a fucking million other podcasts out there that are talking about the same goddamn thing, but we are trying to focus on our local music scene to include fans, owners, musicians, engineers, everybody, the whole gamut, and. I just, you know, I really appreciate, you know, Shane, I appreciate you. I'm pretty sure you're, you, you are, you and I really do have a direct impact on, on the community because if you don't fix that car, right, then that customer does not get their car back or they have to bring it back. And that's disruptive. Like if I fucking leave a oil plug, a oil drain plug loose, holy fuck, dude, I have just fucked a lot of stuff up for a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we're we're there's a lot of responsibility, like you know, not to take away from all the years that goes into medical school, but I mean, we're kind of like doctors for cars, and uh, you know, there is that kind so. of there's that yeah, and, and but the thing is, our what we work on constantly changes. At least the human body's a little more static. Uh, I, yeah, hey, I mean, there, there's an argument for that, my man. You know, so we've got constant technology that we have to update ourselves to and and at the same time we have to make sure that everything we touch whenever it's done is safe you know that's uh very much for me dude i I, I don't want i want my name on anything that's not solid oh i won't do a fucking state inspection unless it comes in like if it's a part of the ro if someone's like hey can you do a state for me real quick i'm like nope uh (laughs) no sorry i'm not putting that five thousand dollar fucking charge on me just a pencil whip of state inspection yep not worth it but man uh shane i dude i greatly appreciate man we've been talking for a fucking hour man this is fun <laughs> yeah man it's been a good time i think i'm gonna have to spend more time in this fucking closet yeah <laughs> we can make a lot of jokes with that <laughs> hey uh but anyway man um i greatly appreciate it and um uh just for those listening again shane miller he's a he's he is one of the first people i ever met uh in 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 texas i think i think you might have been the third i think that was i think that's the 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 chronology there was it was taylor maybe i met you and austin same time i don't know whose hands i shook first but we'll just call you second or third but shane has been a homie of mine we've we've we i guess we kind of lost contact when we ever moved up to waco but that's 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 i mean what hour plus away yeah i mean it was it was you know it was 
almost a two hour drive. Uh, at yeah. Times, so. like, like we said, Texas is fucking big. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but the cool thing is Shane moved back and him and I reconnected and rekindled our spirits. And, you know, now, now Sounds he's like a love story. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the fucking dollar store version of the notebook. Um, <laughs> But, but no, like, like Shane, Shane, yeah, exactly. Shane is, Shane is a supporter of local music. As everyone knows, I and Chris here at the podcast, we are 1000% supporters of local music. And we just wanted to take the time out to make sure that you guys understood that you guys as musicians, you guys as service industry or whatever profession that you're in, we like, we get it. Like we understand yeah. And we just want totally to totally empathize with y'all. Yeah, like like I know that my my fucking paycheck, ugh, Lord have mercy. So today was technically the end of my pay period because I don't work Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, and the pay period ends Tuesday afternoon. So my paycheck is literally have been I think I'm if I did the math right, forty three percent of what I normally make. Yeah. So you don't have to get too involved, but you do need to stay informed. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and seriously, and everybody knows if you're listening to this and you're new to this, I appreciate you for listening. And I'm glad that you stuck around for a fucking hour and two minutes. But the oh, yeah. one, the one yeah, the one thing that I could say is that please, 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 please just pay attention to what's going, even if you pay attention at a national level. I mean, it's really important to pay attention to your state level stuff and local communities, but pay attention at the national level. Because then what happens at the national level directly impacts and affects what you do at your state and local level. So if I wouldn't, like I was already planning to refinance because I, I've done it twice and I knew that there's this cost savings. So even though it's not a cost savings, it's just like you put your mortgage on pause for two months or one month. You're still paying for the month just at the end of the term of the loan. I mean, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of good information out there that everyone should be paying attention to and whether it's political or not like everyone knows that I lean left I don't lean I don't lean super super left but I definitely am on the left side of things maybe you know and that that's that's a we tend to scale ourselves we'll say we lean left because we do in the american political spectrum but in places like europe we'd be we'd be called centrist correct I mean, we're, we're basically, we want the same basic rights that most industrialized nations have for the majority of people. Like, come on guys, like Medicare for all, like we can figure this out. Especially Jesus after this Christ. Crisis, do, you know? do you want, do you want to hang up and just start another podcast about all this shit? Cause <laughs> God damn, I, I could, I could use a refill and about another two hours worth of chatting right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, can't go anywhere else. <laughs> Hashtag stay inside bitches. Wash yeah. your hands, boy. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, private health is actually public health because everyone is connected. You know, dude. I, I. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. The Lord, the 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 the, the timing of all this is a wild, but b scary because we have the Democratic primary going on. You got Bernie yeah. still hanging on by a fucking thread because I don't yeah, I know the fuck it. why. And uh, I I voted for Warren. I'm gonna say that right now. I voted for Warren. Oh really? I voted yeah. for Warren. I wanted. I really really think. 
and not saying that Bernie's not my dude, because goddamn Bernie, Bernie has been preaching the same goddamn thing since like 1970 or some wild shit. I mean, the man yeah. has been on the same platform since someone called him a communist back in like the 60s or some wild shit. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's been fighting for the rights of, you know, everyone who has been struggling in this country, I mean, since he was started his career. So, I mean, you know, he's been saying the same thing consistently, like you said, for 40 plus years. Uh, I mean, 50 plus years. Like, the, the dude is, you know. And let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. Him and Biden and Trump, they're old as fuck. They're in their 70s. That is true. That is true. They are all old you as know, fuck. And, man, honestly, like, Biden scares me because I feel like there's if, if he gets the nomination, it, we're going to have a repeat of 2016. But that's a whole other topic and Goddamn. tangent and conversation to go down. Well, I'm going to you know, get some more uh, green product in my life then, and uh, we'll get at it. You know what? Going green is the way. I heard, I heard, I heard green, green is good. Yeah. Hey, it's considered an essential business during this time. So. If, dude, <laughs> weed, weed is recession proof. Can we agree on that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like <laughs> It's like one of the best bartering tools ever. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's, I mean, Hands down. next to opium back in the fucking, I don't know, way back days when they used yeah. to just sit around <laughs> and get fucking looped out of their minds. But, um, yeah, sitting opium dens. Can we, can we, can we go back to those days? Just togas and opium dens? I think I'd like to experience that once. Just, you know, you know, what? hashtag bucket list. Fun. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) anyway, you've been listening to locked in the closet. I am Ryan with ATXML podcast. This is one of my best friends, Shane. Uh, he is a, he is a fan of the local music. I love, I love that he's back in town. Uh, I know he's been here for months on months on months, but I love just sending him songs from local bands and he's just like, what, who is this? I'm like, Oh, it's a three piece out of Austin. What? Like it's, it's just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to share, uh, to share the local music uh, with people and, and whatnot. So I, I love what I do. I really love what I do. I hope I can turn this into a career. I'm just gonna fucking hang it up and sell my house and live out underneath the bridge and fucking <laughs> do this. So if you want to fund me, it's go fund me at. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just start an OnlyFans page, man. Uh, yeah, just a Patreon <laughs> to fucking pay my mortgage so I can do this for life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I'm not looking for the easy way out, man. I've I've been doing this for five and a half years and I've sunk so much money into this and I don't even give a shit anymore. Like it's just it's just a hobby that's for fun. I mean, hey, at least I'm not doing drugs, right? Like I'm not doing right. well. Yeah. I have been thinking about going on the ship tomorrow. But, uh, yeah. wish you the best, man. I'll give you a fucking <laughs> yeah. map to get back. Right. <laughs> you need to have a little alone trip. <laughs> leave the apartment. Hey, man. Yeah. Leave my body. <laughs> self self quarantine on a whole another level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. but hey, man, Shane, thank you very much. I know it's late. It's uh, let's see what time is it. Holy fuck! It is one sixteen a.m. on the fifth of April. Jesus Christ! Let's oh, get damn. a yeah. let's get a final vote. Let's get a final tally vote. I know this sounds very just not nice. Um, but as of right now, looking at the latest data on my phone from Johns Hopkins, I I mean, shit, just since they restarted the clock, 161 new cases have been, um, posted in the United States. Five people have been reported to have passed away. 
And in the mm. world, God damn, we are at 1.2 million cases confirmed. Now, again, there are way more cases out there just because testing, oh, yeah. testing has not been. And I talked to Saul earlier tonight. Saul said, said the same thing. He was actually happy to see the numbers go up because he said that that means that we're testing for it, which is perfectly normal. Right. We all know if if you if you are listening to this and you think that this is going to get better in a week, I love you, but just reevaluate the situation in your life because it is not happening. It's going. I mean, best case scenario is we're going to lose you know tens of thousands of people by the end of April. Oh, we've already. I mean, case. in the world, we've already lost. According to this, again, this is just according to uh, Johns Hopkins, sixty four thousand seven hundred and eighty four people. Yeah. And that is okay. So the curve, let me look at the curve. The curve started okay, as of uh January 30th, there was 171 deaths. As of March 31st, if I can get to it, uh March 30th, so in 2 months, we went from that previous number dead to 37,818. 2 months. Damn. Now, again, I know we talked about this earlier, there's going to be those people that say, well, more people die from suicide and more people die from opioids and, you know, abortion. I saw an abortion one and I wanted to, ugh, I wanted to uh, come through the fucking screen on that person. But, yeah, um, if it's ridiculous, like, I mean, <laughs> you're going to count, I mean, people don't count miscarriages as death. Like, holy you know, shit. That's not. And dude, I'm going to tell you this. And, and I know I've said we're going to close out, but, and this is the final one. So, when it comes to misinformation, pay the fuck attention. Seriously. If, yeah. you're, if you're listening to this right now, all 14 of you or 32 of you, or how many ever? One. If it's just one person that we can get through. If you see some shit come across your newsfeed, please click the link, read at least four paragraphs down. Like, get into the fucking headline. Because question your sources. Yes. Now I know that I get I know that my sources are the big three, NPR, MSNBC, and and Fox. Like that's 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 it. To me, that's left, center, and right. That's how I look at it. So I mean, even though NPR is a little more left than center, but they, I mean they're still fucking down the road or down the middle of the road. But yeah, this guy told me, he said, Oh, the uh because I what I'll do from day to day is I'll screenshot this image of the map of the world in the United States and I'll share it on my Facebook feed. And this guy commented, he said, Bro, you know it's all fake, fake news media, those numbers are a lie. And I said, Yeah, well, I know that there's more cases out there than what's currently being reported. So yeah. And I said, and even on top of that, I'm pretty sure that other countries are saying that you know, grandma that died from, I don't know, fucking pneumonia, they're going to lump her into COVID-19 so they can possibly get some more um, resources, right? Like, that's that's that makes sense. If you really extrapolate yeah. that and think about it. But at the same time, China is downplaying their numbers because they and, don't want to make it look and as bad as And that is did. another side of the coin, so, is that there's also countries out there saying, no, we don't have this many cases. So fuck off. This guy said yeah. a friend of his told him that his grandma died. The 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 okay, so the guy that I know talked to a friend right. and his friend told him that the friend's grandma passed away and that the hospital 
lumped her into COVID-19 deaths because they were like, oh, well, she's old. She's She had it, plus one. And I said, so dude, I'm going to call that out right now as unverifiable. Yeah. If I evidence. had a, if I had a fucking noise for that, do I have any? Yeah. <laughs> that fits. Um, yeah. So I said, man, if I were you, I would ask for the death certificate. I would ask for the cause and the proof. Because the one thing that I've learned over the past three and a half, four years, I mean, with the initiation of Trump and his dictatorship is, Literally, trust but verify, re-verify, ask five friends, take a pool, shoot that over to a friend, verify with them, and then come to a decision. Like it's, it's fucking nuts, Shane. The amount of investigating yeah. that we have to do just to go, oh, I trust that now. Yeah. Well, so there, there's a funny thing that I would like to point out about our media versus media in other countries. You know, uh, the BBC, when... It, when interviewing, uh, what's his name, uh, Ben Shapiro, that uh, Ooh, I'm not going to comment on my opinion of him, but uh, he was on the BBC and accused a reporter of uh, being of having a left wing inherent bias because of how he ordered the question. Funny thing was, this commentator, this this reporter, is very conservative, and even said to him, "If you only knew what you were saying right now." So it's we don't have that we don't have as much objective journalism as we need in the United States right now. Like we need to we need someone to ask the the questions of you know someone does need to ask Bernie how he's going to pay for it because yeah. that's how we're going to get an answer. But at the same time, when someone says you know well, okay well we want to restrict abortion rights because this is what we believe, they need to be hardballed the same damn way. You know we don't need to give them a yeah. pass because it is. They have some moral high ground. No, you don't. Like it's not a left wing bias to ask you a hard question. That's just good reporting. I Sorry, agree. So my rant there. No, you're good, man. <laughs> but anyway, again, Shane, this is the end. Well, not the end, but end of the conversation. Yeah. I greatly appreciate you, man. Stay strong, stay safe, and wash your fucking hands, boy. Every day, bro. Multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> All right, man. We're well, I'll holler at you later, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, all right, later, bud. All right, bye.